astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. So glad that you're back. I'm back from Ireland. Top of the morning. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, So that's good news. And the other good news is we are officially out of Mercury Retrograde. Yay. I thought for me, I thought it was pretty mild. I did too. I, you know what? I mean, yes. I mean, I could, yes, we had a little issue with a car going through a car wash and the back part, something got ripped off and, you know, dealing with that confusion. Yes. So we're still resolving that, but, uh, you know, it it was manageable, put it that way. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking about Pluto. Uh, Pluto has been retrograde and it will finally go direct here on October 8th. Yes, October eighth. Yeah, and Pluto retrogrades every year, so this is not unusual. But I think it's very significant. I mean, Pluto has been significant because Pluto was involved in kind of the onset of the pandemic in twenty twenty. But <laughs> the reason that um, it's very significant now is because it's finishing up its time in Capricorn, and we're going to see the switch here in the next oh my gosh six months from Pluto being in Capricorn to Pluto moving into Aquarius. And Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. So it has had a very long run in Capricorn. And so it's been retrograding, it's been moving backwards. And now as of October 8th, it's going to start moving forward to that zero degrees of Aquarius. And you know what? We are different, Kate. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many other astrologers you speak to, but a lot of astrologers saying no, because it's after it hits zero degrees Aquarius, after Pluto hits zero degrees Aquarius in March of 2023, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's going to back again a little bit into Capricorn. So I have been talking to astrologers who are very fervent saying, no, it, it, you don't, it's not it's talking about Aquarius yet because it's still going to be there at the end of December of 2023. It's going to be then transferring. And I, I oh, hope no. you agree with me. I'm I pretty do. sure you do. No, my clients are feeling it now. now. And yeah, I know anyone, sorry. Well, anyone, gonna, yeah. <laughs> Anyone with zero degree Aquarius, yes. either on their sun, their moon, um, on a on a um, a sensitive angle, already have stories. Yes, the yeah. stories are building. Right, and uh, I'm trying to aware. I like to. What I love about astrology is to kind of like it's like you're tapping someone on the shoulder very lightly and saying, "Oh, by the way, you know, this is what's happening. You know, what be prepared. Have some." Uh, openness to the changes that are coming. It just makes it easier if they're challenging, at least you go, okay, I'm supposed to be going through this. This makes some sense. Right. It makes it so much easier. I think to have someone just say you're on the right path. This is what's supposed to be happening. You're supposed to be going through this. So, so I just want to clarify, we are talking about it. And, and the fact that Pluto is going direct, you know, October 8th, 
means it's not going to stop until it hits zero degrees Aquarius, which technically would be in the March window of 2023. But this is like saying uh, to deny that the energy is already starting. It's like on your way to the party. Has the party started already? Yeah, you've dressed up, you've you, you got whatever you brought to drink or whatever food, you know, you've already made the preparations, you're already in the party mode as you yeah. drive to the party. So it's beginning. Absolutely. So today we are going to go through all 12 of the signs and talk about how they might be experiencing it. I think the most sensitive would be the Capricorns because they are finishing um, an energy that started in 2008. So we might talk about a bookend for our Capricorns, what was going on in 2008. Okay, here we are closing it out. And then of course, Aquarians. Uh, specifically those early Aquarians, but of course we're talking about all Aquarians as well, because Pluto is moving into that sign. So there is a little bit of disruption happening as we see that entrance. Yes. Aquarius is, um, you know, this is a long energy, so I don't want to overwhelm anybody. We just came off of a 14 year stint of Pluto in Capricorn. Um, and now we're moving on to I think a 15 plus, I think it goes out to 2042. So I hadn't wow. even done the math in my head, but that's almost 20 years actually, um, year energy. So don't get lost and oh my God, it's going to be terrible for 20 years. No, put the focus on there's an initiation, there's an introduction of the energy coming in. So the beginning years are kind of like, Whoo, wow, okay, this is big. You get accustomed to it, you know, so to speak, you roll with the changes. Sure. Any Aquarians listening to this, and if they were worried, talk to any of your Capricorn friends <laughs> because yeah. they've been through it the last 14 years. Um, and then it, it might seem maybe obvious, but I just want to point it out that, you know, we've never, anyone that's living right now has never experienced Pluto and Aquarius, right? This only happened yeah. every 240 something years. So right. this is our first encounter with it. Uh, as a society or as a whole, right? So uh, we don't have any years to even go back to say, well, what happened this year? Not not within their life. No, Correct. we don't. Yeah. Correct. So shall we start going through all 12 of the signs? Well, let's jump in. And we're going to spend a little more time on Aquarius because they're the ones getting hit very strongly with this energy, right? Yes. And let's open up with a simple statement. Things get tense or you have intense feelings about what is happening in your life mm. and intense can be passion or it can be well it can even be you know you're really fight you're going into fight mode to keep something from happening mm -hmm. right so we have these extremes it just that's why the word intense covers it right <laughs> expect intensity Mm -hmm. Well, when we talk about Pluto, which if you've been listening for a while, maybe you already have some key words when you think of Pluto, but Pluto does usually walk us through a before and after. How was my life before? How is it now? So it does support uprooting or changing and it brings things to the surface. Pluto rules everything that lays beneath the surface. So when we go through this energy, you might feel like, oh, I can see something clearly now. Or, oh, I didn't notice that before. Now I have the information and I can use that to make a decision or make a change. It's actually, for Aquarius in particular, they're rewiring their brains. Mm. Now, maybe it's circumstances 
you know, if I was in Florida right now, right, and my home was, you know, a, a loss, it would rewire my brain. Sure. I'd have to start thinking more openly about where am I going to live, right? I wouldn't be concerned, oh, it's not going to be on this particular street anymore. You know, I have, you know, you, all of a sudden you're rewired. So there's, I think, a good example. That is an interesting thing about astrology and um, understanding your natal chart or having a professional reading can give you more insight into how it will affect you personally. Uh, you know, but some people feel like the energy happens to them. Like the example you gave about Florida, that right. happens to people where other people say, oh no, I'm being proactive. I'm using this energy to quit my job or to file for a divorce or to, you know, launch something new. I totally agree with you, Kate, on that. And and the thing thing about Aquarius is there's connections. So the team that they're on at work, uh, the social group that they hang out with, uh, if they have religious affiliations, they may you know now sever them, or they may see some irony or something that they can't handle anymore, and they leave. Or of course, some people may seek out seek out a religious type of group to be with. And, or I should say, just someone who has a very set way of thinking that might be comforting under this energy. So there is disruption in the Aquarius's social life. Yeah. But so we, we, I could add one more thing to that. Yeah. It's very empowering. Very empowering. I have seen Aquarius's, I uh, just with, you know, like um, a, a square to their son or something like that, uh, leave, uh, graduate, move up economically uh all of a sudden hanging out with people that you know are have a lot more going in their life so there are big lessons here for aquarius about growing into their power connecting with people that are more powerful and that could be just economics but it could be political it could be just oh they're vps you know and all of a sudden they're my friend and this it does something to the mindset but I'm learning, I'm kind of sitting there watching someone deal with power and how they do it. And, and you learn just by being around these circumstances and stories. Of course. I'm so done. even though, yeah, no, that's even though we're talking to all Aquariuses and I don't, we don't have the specific dates down, but if you're a cusp baby, so if you're, you know, within those first opening days of Aquarius, um, you probably like we kind of started with when we um, started the talk today, you're probably feeling these things already. So if you're an Aquarius saying, oh, I'm already going through that, um, especially if you're a zero degree Aquarius, a one degree Aquarius, we might even take that out to two degree because you are in that, that very opening window of it. Yeah, that would be January 20th, 21st, 22nd. Yeah. You guys are there. You're in the spotlight or the spotlight is just starting to fan, you know, focus on your life. Absolutely. Um, one other area that nobody likes to talk about, but Pluto on the, the in your sign generally creates uh, an awareness of the more private parts of the body. So whether all of a sudden you're into waxing, whether you're into, uh, oh, going to the gynecologist, uh, whether you're uh, focusing on uh, cleanses of the colon, hmm. things, all these things we might not chatter up. To people we might just make vague references to or we may not tell them at all so there is this looking within and it well, starts sometimes with the physical body yeah well pluto rules invasive procedures so mm -hmm. everything that you just said 
you know, you know, getting um, a wax that that can be invasive, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're in between your yeah. legs or underneath your armpit, like they're in right. your space. Yeah. Um, but yeah. other invasive procedures could be hiring a financial advisor and yeah. you know, you're, you're opening up your bank statements and you're showing mm-hmm. them how much money you're actually spending on Uber eats or right. you know, whatever yeah. it is, what your spending addiction might look like, um, or even going to a therapist and divulging yeah. or opening up about your past. So it can feel invasive. And again, whether you're, you're proactively using that energy or you just feel like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know there's a lot of people in my space. Yes. Yes. And there's a vulnerability with that, obviously. Sure. But there's another group of people. And again, this is, this is the part I don't get. I mean, I really would love to, and I'm always like to understand deeper, better why some people will go that route, but some people will go, Oh no, I'm, I'm redoing my bathroom. I'm taking the bathroom to the studs and I'm going to replace those fixtures. I'm going to redo the whole room to the core. Yeah, that's a renovation project, obviously, that's what we call it. But the idea is they're also kind of tackling the house kind of therapeutically. They would never say that because they're thinking they're just decorating or redesigning. But they're actually there's a lot of therapy work going on in a renovation project. So if you if you lean that way, take it on, get those blueprints drawn up Aquarius (laughs) to get in the studs. Well, and we talk about, well, I say that in some of my readings, especially if they're going through a lot of overwhelming energies, I'll say you don't personally have to go through every single one of these things, right. these themes will be around you. Mm-hmm. So like you said, like that, okay, we talk about Pluto being the before and after. Well, in the case that you just shared, the home was going through a before and after and right. the person going through that energy is the facilitator. So mm-hmm. Again, you might feel like, gosh, everyone around me has a before and after story. You're surrounded with that energy, whether you're going through it personally or you're just being influenced um, by the energy from the people around you. Mm -hmm. But I agree. It's not always super clear in the chart of like, how exactly does that happen? Is it going to be their body? Is it going to be their house? Right. Yeah. And that active passive thing as well. You can get pulled into issues that are not, you know, oh, I didn't even say it. This is Pluto in Aquarius will really, um, really cause some reflection on sexuality, on, you know, uh, uh, on sexual practices, on just you, how you view things. Yeah. There's going to be some interesting stuff come up either around you or within you. Yeah. And this can also be colored by where Aquarius sits in your chart. Of course, we're talking to Aquarians. So we're saying, we know that your son sits in Aquarius, but you know, your son might sit in the eighth house or it might sit in the first house and that would start, of course. Right. That would ramp it up one way or the other. Right. So if we move to Pisces. Yes. Yes. Let's talk um, about Pisces. um, It'll be hitting their solar 12th house. Yes. Yes. So this one is a little more challenging, I think, because there could be some sense of duty, responsibility, I must do this, I must rescue this person or animal. So Pluto in the 12th house uh, could be, I'm gonna sign up, I'm gonna volunteer at the, um, uh, what do you call the place where the dogs go? Pound. Um, the pound. Yeah. I'm going to go there or I'm going to volunteer at the, you know, on being on the sidewalk, trying to adopt 
pets out in front of Petco or something of that nature. There's a there's a sense of dutifulness. So it could be with family, it could be with a friend, it could be with the community at large, the poor, the hungry, you know, the disturbed. So this does be careful, Pisces. You know, you you will serve under this energy. Just choose wisely, right? Yeah. Well, and you have to talk about like Aquarians just went through this energy. Yeah. Right. And the other thing we have to think about is Saturn kind of led the way for mm -hmm. this energy. We I hope did. this doesn't seem yeah. too confusing, but yes, obviously we saw Pluto and Saturn meet up at the same degree in 2020, mm -hmm. which we hadn't seen that for right since 81 or something. Mm -hmm. And so Pluto is now moving to where Saturn has been. Right. So since 2020, we've been talking about Pisces, Saturn in the 12th house. So you might be thinking, oh, is this the same stuff right now? Here comes Pluto activating right. it. Well, Pluto makes some passion. This isn't like, oh my God, I signed up to volunteer. Oh God, I got to go. Pluto is a sense of, I must go. That you might even feel it's more of your duty, karma, so to speak. Um, you know, so, Pisces uh, are, they could find themselves in some situations where they feel like they're a little bit of a social worker. And I don't want to mean that this is terrible. I mean, the crazy thing is, under, I've seen some Pisces go through some very miraculous things. They're very capable of it, all Pisces. I always say all Pisces have a little bit of an illogical storyline, what they get into, how they get out of it type of thing. Uh, and uh, the crazy part of this Pluto in the 12th is that they generally can reimagine themselves financially. They can have great access to what I would say would be freebies or comps or get great presence from people, uh, putting a lot of focus on travel. I mean, international type travel as well. Yeah. So I, this is not all bad. I did kind of come across heavy there at the beginning, but there are some pluses. Yeah. So I think that's why I had mentioned like Aquari Aquarians have been here. That's what I've been under. Right. Pluto has been in my 12th house since 2008. Mm -hmm. And I did, I, I can, all those things that you just said. Yeah. Right. I took on a new position. I restructured the way I made my money, mm -hmm. traveled a lot. Um, so you as an Aquarius are going back to when Pluto was in your 12th house and what correct. you experienced. Correct. Yeah. And now Pisces are about to enter Pisces, that same energy. No. And there's an initiation in, and that usually is a pretty intense storyline. Yeah. And even the idea of like becoming a glorified social worker. I mean, yeah. reading tarot and astrology for people. And again, it's a, it's a weird way to say that. I would never say that that's what I do, right. but right. I did get an up close and personal, you know, interactions with people sharing all sorts of things. Yes. I want to quit my job. I want to leave my husband you know, all the things that come up in readings, I was exposed to it. So that's yeah. just, a, again, that's not your story necessarily. Right. That's my story, but it's just a, a real life example of how, how that happens. How does that happen? <laughs> right. Right. Well, let's go on to Aries. Okay. Uh, Aries, uh, Pluto will be moving into their solar 11th house. Yeah. And, uh, again, 11th house has a natural, um, uh, Aquarius feel to it, right? Yeah, it so does. we have this idea of now of, wow, we're going to shake up my, again, circle, circle restructuring my family. 
Now, I don't want to dwell heavily on this, but I say, yes, sometimes you see separations or breakups or passings that take place out of the family. Oh, someone moves to the East Coast. So, oh, they're not there anymore. They don't come to the gatherings. It's just there's a hiccup about the people that are in your inner circle, the glue, so to speak. Yeah. The people that you are just a goat given, they're going to be there. And that's usually family. Yeah. But and it, it also be- goes, go ahead. I was going to say it can shake up their group of friends. Who are they hanging out with? Who is their community? Yeah. Yeah. And again, because Saturn's been here, they might think, oh, I've already been going through that the past two years. Yes. Yes. Um, but that might have just been the preview of now, okay, now I'm finally fitting into the group, right? Saturn might have really questioned who is your group? Do you belong here? And now Pluto, I would think, would help place you. Yeah. And along with it, and Pluto always means lessons about power lessons about power. So uh, power within the group, the Pisces, when we were talking about that, it was power. How much do you help someone? How deeply do you get involved in their issues, concerns, right? Okay. That's a power thing. And now we're talking about it in the group. So again, if someone was politically motivated, they might say, well, I'm going to run for office. Mm -hmm. I want to claim my power in the community. I want to represent my industry, right? Yeah. I want to back this particular bill. I'm going to walk the neighborhood, you know, or I'm going to call my congressman woman. (laughs) So the concept there is, you know, it's more dynamic and it has the great potential of success. That 11th house is oftentimes those springboard stories where I got involved in all of a sudden I'm the chairperson and now I'm going on to this or that. So I think Aries has got a very exciting, Fighting, um, uh, future ahead of them. Yeah. And again, I would think there would be some question about who they're hanging out with. The people might say, why are you hanging out with that person? Or how did, how did you get to know them? Or how did you, how did you end up in that circle? Because it isn't a logical connection. Very good for upper management, by the way. Yeah. Um, for Taurus, we're seeing it hit the solar 10th house. Mm-hmm. So this is a big one for responsibility and possibly feeling like you're being pushed to the front and center. The 10th house puts a large focus on that public reputation. So most likely it's something that you're doing that the public can see. So whether you're posting on social media or being they're just very vocal about what you're doing, uh, you might feel like you're really having to step up. And this could be, it's oftentimes things that are documented in the public sphere. So maybe you can go to the courthouse and you could look that up and see, oh, this, they did this, something that's posted, not necessarily it's on in the newspaper, but it's public records. They got, they're getting a divorce. Oh, they bought this piece of property, right? They got married. They got married. They filed bankruptcy. All those things. It's things that go on the public record and that things that are very visible as well. Yeah. And especially for women, they might feel like they're having to act in place of someone who is above them. So um, uh, a boss is out on leave. I'm having to step up. A spouse or husband isn't available. So I'm having to step up and take on that responsibility. For, For anyone that's a business owner under this energy, they're reorganizing their company. They're reorganizing, whether they're merging, whether they're they're streaming, slimming down. Uh, 
so there's a difference. If you're an employee, you maybe have a huge project dropped on your desk, right? <laughs> I need to take this on. And the person, again, is a matter of stepping up into, stepping up into more power, having to lead, having to take on more management uh, responsibilities. Right. And the 10th house is across from the fourth house. So there can be shifts in the home. So, you know, if you're thinking about moving, if you're moving someone into the home, if you're, you know, taking on the responsibility for a parent, there can be some lineage ties to this energy as well. Yeah, I think um, if we can move on to Gemini, I think Gemini's, I'm I'm kind of a little more positive with Gemini's Mm -hmm. uh, because we're moving into Aquarius. Pluto's in Aquarius, that's trining air sign to air sign so that's a very favorable more favorable experience uh and if we look at look gemini's have been dealing with it already out of their eighth house now it's going into their ninth this is nice usually there's opportunities to feel like you're being applauded or you're being accepted or you're being invited like you're stepping up on some level now there could be pressures in that certainly Am I dressed right? Do I fit in? Will they accept me? Those type of insecurities, but those are all kind of private things that are going on. Yeah. So I'm watching my partner, Mikey, under this because he's a zero degree Gemini. Oh, yeah. So how we talk about zero degree Aquarius. Okay. Um, as you mentioned, right, he's seen the trine of Pluto to his son. Yeah. Zero degrees of Gemini. So um, a lot of these things that we're talking about, maybe having to dress a little bit spiffier. Uh, taking a public speaking class, Mm -hmm. you know, there's been a huge focus on his wardrobe here, just even the last few weeks. Um, He's in a new management class at work. Oh, that's it. You get get sucked up into it. It's not generally a stressful experience. Usually there's some flattery. I've been chosen. I picked, I qualify. Right. And usually money gets better. Money gets better and, and sometimes it's subtle because it's not all of a sudden the accounts overflowing, but it's the idea that you may be going to nicer restaurants all of a sudden. So you're learning maybe about culinary stuff, you're learning about manners, you're, you're watching other people interact on a casual basis and you learn so much from watching them. Yeah. Like what they talk, choose to talk about or how they walk up to a stranger and introduce themselves. It's all the finer. Remember, the ninth house is always about royalty. So that whole thing, I know it sounds so antiquated to say you're learning good manners. Mm-hmm. You're learning how to hold something. Previously, you just grabbed it. Now you realize it. Oh, it's you hold it this way. So it's all this stupid little refinement. Yeah. You know, yeah, you like asked about their family. How is your family? You know, you you intermix all these lovely touches of sophistication into a normal everyday transaction. Right. Well, and because everyone's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just like we have different social classes. Yes. I think this this energy is all about just taking it to that next level, taking the next step. So yep. if you're already used to eating, I don't know, you know, right. $50 dinner plates. Yes, right. You're eating $65 dinner plates, right? <laughs> right? Or if you're like, you're just, you're stepping it up. There's, like you said, refinement is a great word. Uh, but whether that's through your education, whether that's through your wardrobe, whether that's through your opportunities, you should education. feel like. Education. Go. I'm getting the next level. I'm getting the next opportunity. I'm getting the next recognition. Yeah. Yeah. It's a transformation. As you said, 
it's going to be a before and an after and there's going to be many shades of gray till that final you know over over the course of years there's going to be enhancement improvement yeah and i do ah. think there's some extra money's coming for gemini i'm not saying it's all coming right now here in october november but i am saying that they're on a trajectory of qualifying qualifying for perks qualifying for benefits qualifying for monies that all of a sudden oh they're coming to me right if we talk about cancer mm -hmm. we're talking about the solar eighth house so we still will talk about monies here yeah but money 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 uh, yeah. it might be a little bit more of the micromanaging money so I don't want to be like, yuck, <laughs> but because <laughs> I do think it sets you up for success, but you might be taking a very critical eye looking at your money. You might be more interested or focused on retirement monies, debt monies, oh. uh, you know, uh, someone's past, what type of inheritance monies. It's also, if they're dating, very interested in how much money does this person make, mm. right? How much debt do they have? Oh yeah. You know, it's shared money. So you're very giving, and again, I could say critical eye to what is, who else is spending my money? Yeah. So you, that's where that debt awareness and kind of micromanaging money comes in. But this can also be introduction to someone who spends wildly, someone who, you know, is in your social circle, who they're spending their money wildly. They invite you so all of a sudden you're having to cough up monies that you weren't planning to have in order to be in their social circle you become very aware like oh there they are spending my money social yeah, yeah. pressure right yeah can't but what, what about um, the fun part about it the, the sex part of it oh well i was also to say just combining monies as well oh yes you know blending monies oh blending. yeah that's good yeah. yeah well the sex part is exciting <laughs> It is. Yeah. Um, but it can support very deep love, um, sexual extremes. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a partner under this energy, this could be a transformative love, something that's not just a fling, something that does go a little bit deeper. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's intensity, intensity. Pluto brings intensity. It gives power as well about holding your own in a personal relationship as well versus being, you know, swallowed up or, uh, you know, just going with what partner thinks or says. So there is some lessons there about how to share the power. Yeah. This, this has the potential. Again, I'm not saying here in the next six months, but I am saying over the longer term here, this is can support uh, Pluto in the eighth house can support this rags to riches type of story because as you said they're micromanaging their money they're learning about their money they're understanding the cost of the boat in the driveway they're understanding the amount of interest they're paying right yeah very like reality very yeah. reality um when we talk about leo's it's hitting the solar seventh house so we can also talk a little bit of love here because seventh house is all about partnerships Mm -hmm. So you might be redefining your romantic relationships. You know, we, we discuss about Pluto bringing things to the surface, right? So, you know, Leo's might even be just highly aware right now about what partner needs, mm -hmm. how partner suffering, um, hidden addictions could be coming to the surface, right? That I think they get a clear picture about what's going on in their relationships. They see their partner, and to be honest, is they see their partner as ascending, 
maybe promotions or things of that nature are changing. They're evolving. And there's the fear, okay, are they going to outgrow me? Are they going to leave me? Can I keep up with them? Or the worst side, of course, is I'm seeing now, oh my God, they do have an issue. This issue is taking them down. They are descending. Either way, it doesn't mean that relationships are over, you know, one way or the other. It's more the idea of seeing partner in transition and what is your role? What can you do? Yeah, it definitely amplifies the partner. Mm-hmm. So you might be very aware of, oh, that's a very controlling partner. Mm-hmm. Or, or more might... controlling than I thought. Right. right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or you're saying, oh, no, this is this is real love. I'm willing to fight for this, but partner should be accentuated. And if you're listening, thinking, I'm not in a romantic relationship, I don't want to be, this can be through business partnerships as well. Um, You know, if you're thinking partnering with someone on something, if you're merging a business. Oh, mergers are big under the energy. One of the fun sides of it though, is, uh, you know, that seventh house is associated with, you know, um, uh, things of luxury things that that convey status so you may leo's you might be very focused under this energy that you want a certain type of car in your driveway you may be very focused that i want to have that purse or this or that accessory uh and again i'm not saying deny yourself of it i'm saying this is you generally i i I want i want to achieve that i want to own that yeah so yeah that's a that's a motivation then Absolutely. Tangible upgrades that people think, oh, they're doing well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, For Virgos hitting that solar sixth house of work and service. So uh, there should definitely be a realignment of work. And if we go back to that word intensity, when you talk about Mm -hmm. Pluto, you could feel like my work situation has really been shaken up. Whether the money's not coming in like it used to, whether you're seeing a shakeup in management and you're wondering, oh, do I still belong here? Will I be able to, to hold out throughout the year? You know what, in paperwork, intense paperwork, finding out you didn't file something that you've left yourself open. You've been vulnerable. Yeah. Sometimes Pluto in the sixth. Yeah. You need some legal guidance. You may need legal guidance or certainly someone's outside opinion, an expert, about how, what do you do in this situation? How do you do the paperwork? Yeah. Um, I think if we talk about kind of relationships in regards to the sixth house, mm-hmm. it would amplify any sort of power struggles that you're having, having. So relationships that are unequal. So, you know, this could be a kind of a nasty divorce and noticing, oh, okay, we're not on the same page anymore. It's an unequal relationship. Those would be amplified. I agree that under this energy, I advise my clients, particularly my women clients, they say you don't have any tolerance anymore for being minimized, for being spoken down to, and you're doing something about it. Mm -hmm. Be talking to HR about something, or you could be contemplating, where do I go? Where do I exit? I need to get out of this. I can see that I'm butting up against something that is holding me back. Right. And I must say this, if you know yourself well, and you would say that you are the tyrant, so to speak, in the workplace. You're the one 
barking out the orders and keeping everyone marching in the right direction. Be careful, be careful, because many times you can get overthrown under this energy where the masses rise up and all of a sudden you may find yourself in some situation where having to defend your good intentioned actions. Yeah. Yeah. When we go to Libra's, it's sitting in their solar fifth house. So I think there's a big focus on uh, their legacy about what are they leaving behind. Mm -hmm. And I think you have just a cute little story about dad. Dad's a Libra. Yes, yes. We we have uh, uh, adopted a grandfather clock that came from a, a, a good friend who passed decades ago. And uh, out of the blue, uh, Bill said the other day, he goes, you know, we need to get this clock down back into the family that it, that it belongs to. Uh, and we did them, I don't, I don't want to say a favor, but they were more than willing to give it to us at the time for circumstances. Now, Bill saying the next generation can now take it over uh, and in honor of the grandfather whose clock it was. A grandfather who had a grandfather clock. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, there was a thing. It wasn't our legacy. It wasn't his legacy. It was his concern for this clock's legacy really needs to belong to a particular family, get back into the family. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's such a simple way that the energy plays out. And I think it's just human nature. We always go to the worst or we always go to the biggest story. And again, this is just a simple way of how are these themes creeping in or how are they kind of the focus Mm -hmm. of, of, of your, your conversations, but so leaving a legacy, what am I leaving behind? You might be overly concerned about your physical stuff. Like in the example of the grandfather clock, uh, you might be thinking, I want to start a blog. I want to start a podcast. I mean, that will live on past you. Um, or of course more concern for children because children yeah. are quite literally legacy. Your legacy. Yeah, what are you leaving? It could behind? be the education of children. How do I want my children? And so I've seen number of people who goes into the fifth house and all of a sudden they want to seek out a better education for their grandchildren or their children, because they know it's going to have a long lasting effect. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of folks on healthcare, by the way, for, for Libras going into the fifth house. So very more focused on issues, maybe I'm going to call the electrical systems of the body. So everything from the heart rate to the blood pressure uh, to even uh, anything to do with brain and functioning of brain. So there can be a lot, not necessarily on yourself, Libras. It could be someone else around you that all of a sudden you're reading up, learning about these new things. But yeah. Libra, it's a great time to to brush up on a skill, put yourself to the test, get on stage, something where you the light does shine on you. I, that's the thing that we didn't talk about is that platform. So they are seeking recognition. Yeah, um, they might want to get their dog into a dog show now. They want to compete. Yeah. Again, the, you might say well, the spotlight is on my dog, not on me. Well, you're the one. You're the one seeking the spotlight for the dog. And so we mentioned it with zero degree Aquarius. We also mentioned it, uh, zero degree, uh, Gemini's Libras would be another one. If you are a zero degree or one degree Libra, mm-hmm. Pluto will be trining, uh, your son here. Yeah, absolutely. So that zero degree Libra puts you around the 23rd, 24th, 25th of September. Yeah. Nice. So let's uh, talk about Scorpio. Yeah. Not your sign. Let's talk about me, 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 me. Okay, uh, going into the solar fourth house. So, of course, the home. Uh, usually, people give their home a facelift, significant, noticeable. 
uh, or they're thinking about moving, or maybe they're forced. They're, they're something's happened where they now say we need to move. Right. So I'm not saying this is like, oh yeah, I want a better place to live. Sometimes we have to, or we're feeling pressured to. Right. It puts a big focus on the home and the family when we talk about fourth house. Mm-hmm. So whether that's uh, things you know coming up around the family, or even just the idea of diving into your personal vault of memories. Oh yeah. I mean, I can say this. I'm googling googling people from the past. All of a sudden, some name will float up. You know, out of I'm talking elementary school, high school, people I've not seen in 50, 60 years at this point. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh my God, I wonder if I could find that person, just see where they're at. You know what I mean? It's it's just kind of, I don't know, it's a weird thing. Just all of a sudden having these memories being dominating during the middle of the day, so to speak, to think of someone or think of a storyline. And just, I don't know what, what actually I'm doing with it. I'm just kind of redigesting it. Yeah. I've walked several clients. I'm sure you have too, through Pluto hitting their fourth house and, Mm -hmm. you know, it can uh, suggest separations of course, and other Mm -hmm. ways that this diving into your memories can be, Oh, you know, I had a parent pass. And so now I'm going through my childhood home Yes, or I've, I inherited my baby box from my parents because they no longer want to hold on to it or house it. And Mm -hmm. now I'm going you know, down memory lane through scrapbooks or uh, through memory boxes. So again, many different ways to do that, but there is a need to return to the past. I even had, I've had clients find family members that they didn't know were out there. Yes. Yes. Extreme stories like that. I have had as well. Another level though, is there's a micromanager money that comes in on this because usually there's some transitional energies happening. And so then there's, again, a tendency to look at the finances, moving money around, you know, combined accounts, open up new accounts. Generally, it's about simplifying, streamlining. Certainly, I can say we've been doing a lot of that. Spent a lot of time with the credit union. In fact, we got a late start today because I had to deal with some issue from the credit union. Had to docu-sign some things just to simplify things. And I just should suggest if there has already been tension in the home, you know, Pluto hitting this energy can amplify it where, okay, now a decision is being made. So, you know what, and let's go, but let's review for anyone, you know, who's forgotten that we said, this is starting in October, Mm -hmm. October 8th, Pluto goes direct. The clues have already been laid. I have no doubt about that to people on these issues, but it's going to start picking up now. So if you've just been thinking about it, start taking action on the small things, whether it's just doing the simple, if you're a Scorpio, for example, yeah, you need to sort out that garage. You you know, you just need to dispose of, because you're trying to evolve here, clean out the home in a healthy way. So it's toxic behaviors that are happening in the home. Okay, I need to do something about that, right? Uh, and again, we didn't mention it, uh, plumbing issues, you know, uh, I, sometimes I had a client recently who had a, it wasn't the house, it was in the street in front of the house where the digger came and dug up the street because to repair a plumbing issue, a municipal issue, but again, it affected him, he couldn't easily get into his driveway anymore. Yeah, well, and Pluto is yucky. <laughs> You know, yeah. so that's why we talk about the plumbing, oh, the toilets, 
uh, you could find, I know this is going to sound so gross when I say it, like a rat infestation, yeah. uh, you know, a spider infestation, something again, these aren't fun things to talk about. People make assumptions about you. Oh, do you have a clean house or, you know, whatever it is, but it's stuff that disrupts the home. I had a client who had roof rats running through her attic yeah. and talk about creepy laying in bed and hearing that scampering noise in a very upscale neighborhood. It happens. It exactly, exactly. <laughs> it does happen. Um, so when we move to Sagittarius, it's sitting in their solar third house. Mm-hmm. And this would suggest, you know, the third house, it would suggest disruption of just the mundane. What is the day to day? What does your schedule look like? What does your shopping habits look like? What are just your day to day practices? These are things you don't really think about. You don't re-engineer your day every day. You have all of us do pretty much the same 10 things as we get up out of bed, right? You do them in your own little order, in your own way. And, you know, under this energy, for whatever reason, that schedule is going to get disrupted and you're going to adapt to a new one. And you may then adapt to another one after that. There's a fluidity that is being forced upon you about how the order in which things get done. So therefore, and this, this would be the, the silver lining in all this, it's a great time because it's oftentimes stops bad or, you know, and I say bad, just things you know aren't the best for you. So bad habitual practices. Yeah. It will, will start interrupting. And, and again, bad is a, it sounds like a judgment word. It's just what is in the best interest of the person. Yeah. When third house uh, suggests siblings and neighbors, so there can be a concern for siblings or a focus on siblings. Uh, Just an easy example, I'm thinking of my sister-in-law, Erica, uh, is going to be attending her brother's wedding. You know, that's a before and after. You you don't think like, okay, but that's a before and after. I wasn't married. Now I'm married. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's going and supporting, of course, as Mm -hmm. we do, you know, um, the marriage of her brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, it changes the relationship, changes the dynamic. She calls her brother in the future. His wife is going to pick up, right? So, I mean, it sounds stupid to maybe make a big deal about that, but it's a shift in my sibling. Um, Other things, though, you know, there could be schedule changes in the house. You could be hiring someone who's going to come in and clean the house. Mm. You could be going off to, I'm going to start walking. I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to start doing volunteer work. Something where you now have another activity to squeeze in and it's going to push something else, obviously minimize some other time that you have for something else. Right. But the part that I don't think most people think about, about Pluto in the third is there's some focus again about shared monies. So this can be awkward conversations. Normally it's where you have to ask, what is my share? So either you have to talk about what are we going to do? How much of this is going to be put to that versus this? Uh, there could be a times when you go, you know what, we need to have a will. We need to have, uh, you know, some paperwork here put into place to protect our family, to protect our children or things of that nature. So there is a lot of focus on shared monies. Well, lastly, we have to talk about Capricorn. So um, mm-hmm. like we kind of mentioned in the beginning, Capricorns, what was happening to you in 2008? And you should be in, I'll say the bookend. <laughs> 
of this right. energy. So it's, it, it is ending. So you could feel like you are changing your handshake, of course, as you're moving out of this energy, but then it's like, okay, now what do we have to look forward to as we see, uh, Capricorn, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Pluto enter into your solar second house. Yeah. And if we, if you say that another way, we could say Capricorns have had a lot of instability for mm -hmm. 14 years. Crazy. Yeah. So of course, what would you be seeking if you had, you were just finishing up an unstable time? It'd be seeking security. Yeah. You need security. You're double downing on those things that you can count on. So sometimes that leads you to, I want to purchase land. I want to invest in my home or I want to buy a new home. I want to have more money in my bank accounts because as I've said before, it gives me security to look at balances at the end of the month. <laughs> I like to look at the balances of what's in every account. You know, it gives me security or it makes me insecure. One of the two. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> of how, but when I see them going the right direction, I'm ah, great. Yeah. So, be, uh, just to maybe um, continue on what I was saying about because Pluto still is in Capricorn as we speak. Those born between January fifteenth and January twentieth, Pluto is still aspecting their suns. Okay, good right? point. Um, like we did say, it's not over yet. Right. And it still will retrograde back to some of these points. As we get into 2023, we're just going to see a couple months of Pluto in Aquarius, which is why we mentioned that some other astrologers are saying, oh, it's not valid yet. It's, it doesn't count, but we are going to see that. So, um, you know, don't panic if that's your birthday, right? You've been under this energy, um, but just be aware that the storm is kind of close to passing that before and after energy that you're probably feeling. Yeah. And so we have the other big topic. How do we get security? Love. Love is a big one. So Aquarius, Capricorns, uh, with that Pluto going into that solar second house, a lot of focus is on love. So you can fall, refall back in love with partners, existing partners, certainly appreciating the stability that they provide, mm -hmm. uh, what they've done for you. But as well, yeah, it's possible that, I mean, I've seen some divorces certainly pluto hits that second house and all of a sudden they're looking at how to divide monies how to prepare for a split how to prepare for what if this is an unstable situation i need to protect myself i'm opening up my own bank account so i've certainly seen some defensive strategic things happening when people feel they're in an unstable financial relationship or the other uh, most important side maybe is they're feeling I'm feeling some insecurity about my work, about the steadiness of my future paycheck. I need to start putting more money aside. I need to prepare in case I'm out or I choose to leave. So, uh, so I've t I took two big topics and threw them right together. This is a big love energy, assessing what love is going on in your life, falling in love very likely as well as potentially pulling away from something else or somebody else yeah. and then yeah. the money the money because you're looking for security and and some people may invest in something they may have some thing gold silver you know or they might go into something that is antiquity of some sort art you know where all of a sudden they feel like i feel secure owning this those are good examples that it's going to appreciate over time, you know? 
Yeah. So that it concludes all 12 of the signs that we just have to recap here on October 8th, Pluto will go direct. So we do think these themes should start getting a little bit more relevant to you. Um, and it won't be then until March of 2023 that we will actually see the movement of Pluto into Aquarius, but the stories should start developing. So this will definitely not be the last time that we talk about Pluto, <laughs> but we did think we had to give everyone I don't want to call it a warning, but I think it's important to start talking about these things sooner than later, because a lot of times if we tar- start talking about it on the date that it happens. People say, oh, I've been, I've gone through that. I've been feeling that that's in the past. I'm, I'm right. over that already. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, before we go, I do just want to plug um, Mom and Me's upcoming Zoom class on October 29th. We're doing a spells and cures class kind of influenced by Halloween, uh, but you don't need to be a witch or, you know, no, have a cauldron no. to do this. These are just, no. uh, this is going to be very positive, very uplifting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything to help and support, not, not put, we're not putting spells on people. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> right. It's more just a play on words with the hollow, the holiday yeah. Halloween. Well, it, it's balanced. There's so much darkness associated with Halloween. This is the, the upbeat side. So that will be at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time via Zoom. It's a Saturday. Um, it will be a 90-minute class, and Mom and me will share some of our favorite cures to promote clarity, abundance, love uh, within the home. Most of the cures are free to do, if not just a couple dollars of supplies that you might need to get. Uh, but you'll be able to start putting a lot of them to use immediately after you get off of uh, the class. So, uh, we look forward, we already have a few people signed up for that and we look forward to welcoming a few more in. So again, that's on October 29th at 10 AM and you can find the link to the class on either my website or mom's website, which will be linked in the bio. Anything else today, mom? No, welcome back. I'm just glad. I'd love to see you out there in the world traveling, but I love better yet to have you home. Absolutely. Okay, so nice talking to everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.